0: Welcome everybody today. This is uh, Paul with the Discovery of Podcast. Today's uh, presentation is going to be on fears and fear phobias. So uh, we're going to let Jody go ahead and uh, start the uh, presentation on fears. Go
1: ahead, Jody. All right. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about fear. So first we're going to cover the definition. Uh, Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by a belief that someone or something is dangerous or likely to cause pain or a threat. Um, So fear is designed to protect us. It's kind of a natural instinct. Um, It kind of has different trigger responses um, to kick in that fight or flight type of response. Um, And the third response, too, is some people will freeze uh, when when you don't really know how to respond to that. People tend to freeze. And that that could be like a fear of even doing something. It could lead to like laziness, procrastination, uh, things like that. And due to the the way fear works, it's really closely related to anxiety. And a lot of people that dwell on a lot of fear, uh, we're going to get into some phobias. um, A lot of that stuff will lead to kind of like an anxiety type a reaction. And a lot of the natural reactions are kind of physiological, like your heart rate speeding up, your breathing speeding up. Uh, sometimes certain events might cause the hair on your arms or the hair on your back, of your neck to stand up. And that response was co- typically designed kind of for animals. The hair would kind of stand up and they kind of puff up and it makes them look like more impressive in the, in threat of a da- any kind of dangerous animal, things like that. Um, you could have like sweatiness, you could have muscle tension, all these things are designed to basically get your body ready for like a fight or flight type of experience. Um, And and some of these different fears uh, can be like social fears. Uh, When you're around different people, uh, you have a tendency to be kind of like self-conscious. And some of that will depend on like your own confidence, your own self-worth. If you have a really low self-worth, and you think you can't do anything right and you feel like you're always being judged, um, you're gonna have that kind of social fear. Sometimes that comes from like when you're in school, if you did something wrong and the other kids laughed at you or things like that. Um, And a lot of times it'll lead people to just kind of avoid social environments altogether. Uh, Another fear is like fear of flying. And if you look at some of like the flying statistics, you're like more likely to get struck by lightning than the crash in a, in an airplane. So, you know, you got to start to look at like the facts versus like the reality, uh, in like how we perceive those. And the, the big fear of flying comes from anytime like there's a plane crash and uh, people get killed or things like that. The media is going to put that on there and you're going to see these images and these videos, and it's going to have kind of like that strong, I guess, attachment it's going to kind of have that like visual trauma that you're going to see and then when you fly it's going to trigger back that memory that you had Um, other people have like fears of closed spaces um being trapped uh fears of insects uh spiders uh wasps things like that a lot of people have a fear when they associate that that animal biting you or stinging you things like that um, a bit not a big fear is like fear of snake, um, that kind of inherent danger that you have towards snakes. Um, dogs. A lot of times if a child is kind of like bitten when they're small or they had some sort of incident or event with a dog, they'll tend to have a fear uh, of dogs. Uh, needles. Some people are like afraid of needles, getting shots and things like that. And a lot of that has to do with when you're little, when you're a baby, you get all those vaccines and the pain level of that is kind of linked to like something dangerous. And so every time you see the needle again, it's going to trigger you back to that event. Um, People have a fear of death, fear of sicknesses and disease and things like that. And death is kind of that ultimate danger. You know, whenever you're, trying to kick in that fight or flight, that survival thing, um, that's to prevent you from dying. So that's kind of just a natural instinct. And we see a lot of that fear with sickness and disease, you know, going around right now with all the, the you know, the people wearing masks and all the precautions that everyone's taking for this uh, coronavirus. And you'll see also that a lot of times fears like that have a social aspect to them. Um, anytime you're around different people and they have a fear of something, you're going to naturally kind of respond in the same manner. You, we're all kind of social creatures, so we like to kind of bond together. And even if that fear isn't real to you, like maybe you were never bit by a dog when you were a kid, uh, but somebody else was, they're going to have that fear. And you're naturally going to start to kind of understand where they're coming from. And you're going to kind of gravitate to that fear also. Um, Another fear is the fear of the unknown. And a lot of that leads to, like, worry. You're not really sure what's going to happen. Sometimes it's like you're anticipating something bad to happen. Um, Our internal thought may have had these sayings rolling around in our head that say, like, you know, bad things always happen to me, or I'm so unlucky. And that's that fear or anticipation of something bad. And anytime we're in a scenario that has that type of thing, or we just think it's too good to be true type of thing, we're going to tend to have that type of fear. Um, So a lot of these fears tend to be linked to some sort of trauma, some sort of event um, that's going to kind of trigger these responses. In our it, in our past program conditioning, they kind of created these fears in our subconscious. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, many times we want to be able to identify where that fear came from with a certain event. And sometimes that's harder to do. Um, A lot of times a specific event might not be directly related to what we're really afraid of. That original event might just be something similar. So uh, it could be anything from things that kind of resemble something, whether it's, um, a certain type of animal, maybe a wolf or something, you saw a video and the wolf was like attacking something. Well, you're going to kind of think that some dogs look like wolves and it's going you're going to kind of generalize some of these fears. Um, a lot of that will happen in different PTSD events too, where loud noises and things like that. Um, other things is like, if you're running on a trail, and you come across a stick, it's going to kind of resemble a snake. So we're going to have those fears. Most of these fears don't have to be linked to, like, a big problem, Um, and they don't have to cause, like, a lot of problems. Some people have fears once in a while, and when it becomes a problem is when it starts to turn into, like, starts to turn into a phobia, where you tend to have, like, anxiety and things like that um and once that anxiety sets in that's when you're going to have a lot of that distress and a lot of these phobias tend to be real disproportionate to the actual danger involved like when i talked about the fear of flying when you look at the statistics the actual danger isn't there and anytime you start to have these phobias and you look at does this seem unreasonable or is this irrational Those are the times when maybe that fear is kind of becoming a problem and turning into a phobia that's going to persistently kind of attack you and put you in that fight or flight uh, mentality and that physiological response. And that's, what's not going to be good for you. Um, And there's that one saying that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And that's kind of one of those things where the danger is not really there, but the fear is there, and that's what's going to cause um, the problems. Um, So how do we get rid of some of these fears and these phobias? Well, first we have to know that it's there. Um, Be able to recognize that I have this phobia, and it's not proportional to the actual danger that's involved. And once you can realize that, then you know in your conscious mind that this is not something I really need to be afraid of. And you can slowly start to use your consciousness to control your body's response, to try to control those emotions and things like that. And whenever we come in contact with that fear, then we just have to remember that and then take control and try to relax and slowly work on those fears. Um, One of my big fears is wasps and hornets and things like that. And it's interesting because, I was super afraid of these It like causes that like really shock, like tense moment. And like for a long time, I haven't been stung and it didn't really, and I kept having this really crazy response all the time. And finally one day I did get stung and I was like, well, that doesn't really hurt as much as I thought it was going to hurt. And I kind of contribute that to when I was little, that pain of being stung was so much greater the first time that it kind of set that little trigger that little trauma event that I thought getting stung was going to hurt really really bad and it was like the most excruciating pain and so that trigger response is there so now that whenever I'm around lost and things like that that response is going to be there but then as soon as I recognize it I can kind of start taking over and Slowly, I can start desensitizing um, by different small exposures um, and to events like that. And once you have these small exposures, you can slowly start to increase how much exposure you have to kind of build these habits of learning how to control your body, learning how to control your emotions and things like that. And, you know, it goes for other emotions from fear, too. Um, A lot of people like to say, like, this person made me angry. Um, Well, someone can't physically make you angry. You have to decide that based on what's happening, that you decide to be angry. So fear is another one of those emotions that we can use. Once we recognize that we have control over it, we can choose to do things different. And once we start learning these new behaviors, be proactive and take charge of practicing these new behaviors every time they show up we're slowly going to start to change uh, the way we think and the way we respond and our behavior towards these different fears and that's going to slowly reprogram that past program conditioning and that's all i have on fear thank you very much for the uh presentation on fears
0: um got a lot out of it and uh like to uh Put to uh, Bill. Bill, what uh, since you've been uh, exposed to the IT philosophy, what uh, some of the fears that uh, IT has created in, from the beginning within you in your process of uh, self-discovery?
2: oh self-discovery, you know, this predominant self-discovery was all over relationship, and uh, my fear was my my initial fear was uh, the aloneness. And then uh, it's turned into a a far more gratifying situation to understand self, you know, through the process that, you know, I've gone through with you understanding who I am and, uh, you know, the self-discovery aspect of it through reading umpteen, you know, I won't say hundreds of books because it have not been hundreds. <laughs> you, know, you know, looking at the the teens of books, uh, to see where who I am and and actually truly spiritually knowing who I am, uh, the initial fear that I had is has fully subsided. It's it's a very nice feeling to know that uh, you know. It's false evidence appearing real spiritually to know that, um, if you can come to understand who you are in, uh, in life's balance, that you'll be able to, uh, conquer any of those fears. I, I, uh, I understand where Jody's coming from, where, with wasps, um, you know, I felt like, you know, um, uh, the band of wasps that attacked me you know, at this initial onset and I was getting stung all over the place, but, um, it was something that I just turned around and and said that, no, it's, it's something I can't fear. It's just something I have to overcome. And, um, the, the, the only fear I still have going back to Jody's wasp issue when he turns around and says he's worried about wasps is my fear of heights. You know, I, uh, I always wanted to fly, and, you know, I still want to, would love to fly, but to stand on a rooftop, or, you know, when you watch one of those movies, and they look down over a skyscraper, I still, the blood still rushes up from your legs, and it's like, ooh, no, get me away from this, I don't want to be be near that. So, there, there's so much, there's so much to dissect from fear, the understanding of, uh, can you, Can you truly overcome it? Can you, uh, rationalize what your fear is and then understand what your fear is? So those are the things that, you know, in the process that I've been with you that I've looked at and actually truly looked at conquering it now to where it's, it's something that, uh, it is it's just false and it's appearing real understanding who you are in the process of uh, the life coaching that you've given and to uh carry on and to understand uh your own your own sense of self worth but also what you bring to the table for others so it's uh yeah it's been uh, it's been interesting to understand that Fear is just, it wants you to stay in fear of everything that you're doing in your life. And no, it's just not worth it. It it is just false evidence appearing real. Understand that your own mentality and to conquer these things, you have to stand strong and understand who you are as a person.
0: That's really all I have right now. Well, thank you, Bill. Uh, you uh, definitely uh, have overcome a lot of fears when it comes to self-worth and, and a lot of the things that you've been working on in, in the past uh, year. Pre- appreciate your input on that. Thanks. Uh, Ray, are you there? Yeah, I'm here uh you want to uh talk about a little bit about some of the fears that uh, it had you in when you first started you yeah I can
3: talk about the uh I remember the uh back to the fear I had of public speaking before I did that one uh that icebreaker speech that um uh, you know that fear had me frozen for weeks, thinking about going up there and talking to uh to strangers about my uh, my life, you know when Jody said that fear of things uh appearing real or false evidence appearing real it's uh there was no justification for feeling that paralyzed just to go up front you know of a room and just talk to uh, a few people who all have their own past and imperfections, uh, that there's just, there just was no valid reason to to feel those emotions that I felt, but yet I did anyways. And just like a lot of things that we go through in life, uh, and just wanted to add that it's interesting and something to watch out for is how it will convince you, uh, you gotta be aware, be aware of the, uh, Justifications that it will form in your mind that you should be afraid of these things and why you should avoid them at all costs because if you're not aware that he will use that against you then it's very easy to become convinced uh when you're going through that thought process because that's how i've experienced it is we find these reasons and justifications that this thing is something I should be afraid of.
1: And here's all the
3: reasons why. And it's better if I just avoid it and things would be better because of X, Y, and Z. And if we stop there, then we'll always be, or we'll live in a false reality and be convinced that all of our fears are worth uh, avoiding and not even taking a second look at. And then we fall into that trap of a false perception of who we are. So we believe that we're a result of those conclusions and that our life is for various reasons has come to what it has become instead of challenging those beliefs and pushing it to be what it could be. So I've had many fears that I've had to overcome. and Gratefully now I'm in a position where I always challenge those fears. I I always, uh, uh, confront them versus allowing my life to be limited and controlled by those fears.
0: So the, uh, course that you, that you, uh, took that went up there and did a, uh, a talk on after you had that, uh, first talk, what was the, uh, feeling immediately after you did that talk
3: a uh, relief of having get, gotten it over with and uh, also that you know that realization that it wasn't the end of the world or it, i didn't pass out and die like the fears would suggest you know in so many ways i knew logically that that wasn't likely the case but my emotions they felt as though they were a result of a understanding that I might very well pass out and die in front of these people because of the overwhelming feeling of dread anxiety, you know, so that feeling of relief that, you know, I, I got it over with, you know, I didn't freeze up and, you know, words get caught in my throat or anything like that. Um, of course I didn't feel like it was, uh, something that I, that I do every day, just get in front of the room and talk to people. But, uh, I got through it and basically did my speech, got it over with and, you know, went and sat down and my life moved on from there. So,
0: and in the position that you're in as a quality control specialist, having to talk to other people, I think you've mentioned, uh, a session to before that, uh, it's a lot easier for you to talk with people and and a group of people also, right?
2: Uh, absolutely.
0: Good. Well, appreciate your input there, and uh, looking forward for all of you uh, being on call next Thursday at seven thirty. Five one five six zero four. 9530 access code 655 145 looking forward to each and every one of you being on call and thank you for being on call tonight